If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. International Horse College's motto is people safety and horse welfare, and you'll find this message throughout our chats. Registered training organisation number 31352. So the beginning of spring today, and I'm delighted to introduce again Sophie Barrington, who likes to come on at the beginning of the month, just because that's the best time to come on. Sophie, it's the beginning of spring in some parts of the world, and we're talking about breeding season. So we're going to talk today about 10 tips to market your stallion or to make your stallion or stud really shine. What have you got for us, Sophie? Now, today we're going to get stuck in to 10 tips, five do's and five don'ts. All right. Now, are these in any particular order? No, no particular order. And by all means, not all areas are covered. These are really just the top five do's and top five don'ts Mm -hmm. um, that every stallion owner should be aware of. All right. Now, for those who've got stallions and are in different parts of the world where we're not coming into breeding season, these are things that they're going to be able to keep and take on to the next breeding season. They're not sort of just for now. They're going to still work in six months' time. That's exactly right. So these are really evergreen pieces of content, uh, tips that people should definitely be thinking of for this breeding season and for every breeding season to come. And by all means, not everyone is a stallion owner. There are obviously many, many mare owners out there too, uh, and people who do have a range of of breeding stock at their stud facility. So it really translates across all different types of breeding stock, including stallions, mares, and certainly growing horses as they begin to come into their own. Good. All right. So we're talking about marketing here because I think that's absolutely your forte is marketing. What's the first one? So number one is use only high resolution images and videos. Now, unfortunately, images and videos sometimes aren't always the best quality. This is one of the the common stumbling blocks that I think a lot of small business owners um, struggle with, certainly when they they have to factor in sometimes the cost. Um, But that being said, a stallion and a stud, they really should be promoted in the best light possible. And this means using only high resolution images and videos. At the end, the day, mare owners are looking for quality stallions and reputable breeding facilities. If you don't have the equipment or know-how, it's really important to hire a professional photographer and or videographer depending on your needs. You'll certainly be very glad you did. Yes, yes, it's something that they can keep for a long time, not just for this particular season, but for many seasons to come. That's right, exactly. And the great thing about high-resolution image image and video content is that you can certainly use it for other forms of marketing. So if you're running any form of print or online advertising, that image and video content can certainly be carried across. And if you make the investment in high-resolution content, visual content, to promote your stallion or your stud or your other horses, it's certainly going to be images that you can use for several breeding seasons. It's not necessarily only going to lock you into the one. Uh, And obviously, you know, you really want to make sure that the calibre of your stallion, the calibre of your stud 
is presented uh, in the best way possible. And that's only going to really come across um, if you do have good quality images and videos. Unfortunately, it might be sometimes the area where people kind of cut costs, but it's really important um, to really invest in this area. Mm, mm, first impressions, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, that's right. All right. Now, the second tip you've got is to have an up-to-date website. Absolutely a must. Mm, mm. Yes. So your website is the virtual front door to your stud. It's open and online every day of the year, 24-7, 365 days. Even if you run a small-scale operation, and again, this really ties in with images and videos, often a website is also something where not a lot of investment is made. Now, that's not to say that websites are always really expensive tools. They certainly can be produced very professionally without having to spend an arm and a leg. Um, But a user-friendly website that's well-designed and kept up-to-date is essential. New customers should be able to easily find accurate and recent information about your stallion and your breeding facilities. Yep, yep. All right, so the third one is to keep our customers informed and engaged. You know, Sophie, as we're going through these, we're talking about marketing your stallion, marketing your start, and you said that it's okay for other horses, but Mm. there's a lot of points here that any equine business, you know, we're really talking about stallions, but any equine business owner can take these points away as well, even if they don't have a stallion if they're looking for general marketing tips? Most definitely. I think whenever we do a top 10 countdown, essentially we're always looking at the best practices of marketing. And that's exactly right. I mean, the tenants, the practices of marketing carry across everything. Marketing at the end of the day is the activity of promoting your product or service. In this case, your product, um, for want of a better word, your product is your horses. Mm -hmm. um, And obviously your stud services are your services. But certainly any type of equine business, you know, can always learn from the best practices of marketing and they certainly do translate across any type of product and any type of service. Good. Okay, so number three, keep your customers informed and engaged. Yeah, so informed and engaged, I wanted to look at both of those concepts. It's not just about letting people know what you're doing, but also thinking about the updates that are relevant to them. Uh, Personalization is a really big aspect of marketing and one of the areas that's really growing. And by personalization, I don't mean having to get all tech savvy and, and create, you know, algorithms and really fancy things, but just thinking about your customers and putting yourself in their shoes. As a horse owner yourself, you know how important your horses are to you. So it's quite easy to work out what your customers may be needing from you in terms of information. Mm -hmm. Now, a commitment to customer service should certainly begin from the first moment you meet a new customer. So customer service could involve regular communications and certainly timely responses. Uh, With communications, obviously newsletters are fantastic, phone calls are great, And certainly, keeping people informed with regular updates are really important. So, newsletters, for example, could tell them about life on the farm. Phone calls give you a fantastic opportunity to ask how their young horses are growing. Perhaps they've been with you for a previous breeding season and you're wanting to maintain that relationship. And certainly, thoughtful updates are crucial if you're managing their mare or foal on your farm. You can imagine if you have a mare or foal, they're extremely precious animals and certainly can be worth quite a bit of money. So you really want to make sure that you're keeping those people informed so they feel confident and relaxed and calm knowing their horses are in good hands. Yeah, good, good. Now, the next one you've got is about promoting your point of difference. And this is where I know that you say that 
often to horse businesses, not just mm. studs, but studs. You can't just put them all into one category, all the stallions, all the studs. The point of difference still comes out here again, doesn't it? Most definitely. So aside from the quality of your horses, what makes your stud unique? That's really the question that I want people to ask themselves here. Now, that being said, when you look at a stallion, for example, there are certainly attributes of that horse that make him extremely unique. That can come down to his breeding, his pedigree, uh, can come down to his confirmation, his color, obviously career highlights, um, some incredible progeny stories that have come um, from breeding with him. There's a whole mass and array of information that are certainly really important sales points and marketing points to use to promote that horse itself. But that being said, it's also looking at what makes your stud unique? What are you really offering aside from incredible horses and obviously really strong bloodlines? What are you bringing to the table? So it could be asking yourself, do you offer loyalty discounts or something along those lines um, to encourage people to come back to you and buy those fees again? Do you have, say, for example, trained staff on site who can care for all of the veterinary needs of the horses? Do you have the latest technology installed to monitor mares and foals, particularly around falling time and falling down? So presenting your point of difference certainly is two steps. You've got to look at what really sets you apart, really work on that point of difference is so critical for any equine business, including studs, even though we do kind of categorize them into the one space. And then looking at how you can present this information on different touch points. So most definitely your website, but also if you run any advertisements or things like that, it's great to look at how you can showcase what makes you unique um, to reach out to the market. Okay, good. All right, the next tip we've got, number five, is developing a marketing plan. So people have a business plan. Would you be able to talk a bit about the difference between a marketing plan and a business plan? Yeah, for sure. So a marketing plan is definitely an extension of a business plan. Now, a business plan involves quite a few aspects of uh, the business itself. So certainly um, legalities will come into that, um, copyright and patent will come into that, the business structure, uh, obviously, you know, certainly your products and services and, and your financial structure as well. Whereas a marketing plan, it really is one very major component of a business plan. Now, a marketing plan is essentially looking at the messages that you are going to use to showcase your product or service to your intended target market. So one thing I always return back to is this idea that every product and service exists to solve a problem. And it's certainly really important to think about when you do have a product or service that you're offering to the market is that you need to think about how it's making the lives of your customers better and being really clear about who your customers actually are and where you can find them. And that's really the corner stone of marketing. It's then reaching them, the right people with the right message at the right time. So I actually have a series on my website, archercreative.net.au, which I actually have pulled up for this chat. Um, it's a four-part series called Equestrian Marketing Made Simple, parts one through four. Now, this series was actually also published in Chaff Chat, which is a local publication produced in Victoria, Australia. But the great thing is 
it's right there available on the website to have a look through um, if you do want to really delve deep into a marketing plan. So a marketing plan covers everything from understanding your market position and your objectives in terms of marketing and sales objectives, uh, right through to what kind of print and online advertising you'll run, obviously what events you'll attend, and certainly how you'll measure your marketing. As a marketer, even though you might not feel that you are one in your equine business, um, certainly want to make sure that you're tracking and measuring the results of your marketing activities so you can make informed decisions. Good, good. So that's the top five do's. Can we talk a bit about the top five don'ts as well? And when you were talking about your blog, I know that on your blog, and they're going to be a little bit different, but you've got top five do's and top five don'ts, still the same thing, but we've probably touched on different points on your blog as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It goes into quite a bit of detail there. And like I always invite uh, with these podcasts is if anyone has any questions about marketing the equine business, it could be about marketing your stallion, your stud, or something else entirely. Obviously, get in touch with Horse Chat Show podcast, send through those questions, and we can definitely answer them in future episodes. Brilliant. All right. Now, we don't really want to talk about the don'ts, but because we want to avoid (laughs) them, we'll talk about the five don'ts that we don't want to do. So the first one is don't rely on breeding season alone. Mm. So this really ties into the number five on the do list, having a marketing plan. All good things start with a plan. And it's really looking at not just breeding season, which is obviously, you know, a few very, very busy months of the year for a lot of people, um, but really looking at how you can promote your stallion and your stud not just at the peak of breeding season, at the height of breeding season, but really year-round. You know, the more we actively and proactively promote our product or service, you know, the higher the chances are that we can obviously reach people when they're going through their decision-making processes. And this certainly happens before breeding season actually begins, um, obviously, for a lot of horse owners in the breeding sector of the horse world. So don't rely on breeding season alone. What I really mean by this is that choosing the perfect partnership of stallion and mare starts months, if not years before. Ultimately, if we relegate marketing only to the peak of breeding season, you're missing out on that lengthy decision-making process that many mare owners have already gone through before they make their final selection. So if we rely only on those few critical months of the year, we are potentially missing out on a whole influx of potential customers who've already made their minds up and they've already decided on who they're going to use. Yep. And besides that too, in breeding season, everyone's going to be fairly busy. You know, the Mm. the marketing plan and a lot of the work can be planned out during other parts of the year. Yeah, that's exactly right. Unfortunately, you know, if we leave marketing right to, you know, the the peak of breeding season, we unfortunately will find that we don't really have time to really put our energies into it. And that's that's what so often happens, particularly for small to medium business owners and family-run businesses. There's so many responsibilities that everyone has. And unfortunately, when you're actually faced with the operations of your stud, managing those horses, managing your staff, unfortunately, it's quite reasonable to understand understand that marketing's really going to fall to the bottom of your to-do list. Yep, yep. All right, the next one is don't avoid updating your advertisements. Yes, now this is a really important one. So just like your website, 
Professionally designed adverts are the best way to promote your stallion, his career highlights, his progeny, his confirmation, all those elements that I spoke about before, and certainly your stud and your other horses as well. Old, messy, or overused advertisements should really be refreshed, ideally every breeding season, if not every couple of years, to really make your stallion truly shine. So what I mean here is essentially not allowing your advertisements, uh, your print and online ads, and certainly your website. Your website is a form of advertising as well, one over which you have complete control being your website. But it's just really making sure that we don't let those things go by the wayside. Um, you know, websites and ads, they can actually age pretty quickly. And we really want to make sure that we're putting our best who forward, I suppose you could say, in the sense of those touch points that people are going to find out there when they're making their decisions about which stallion and which stud to use to partner with their mare. Yeah, and you're not contradicting yourself here with the images because you can use the same images in different Mm. advertising, can't you? Change your ads, but use the same images. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if we get, obviously, great quality images of that stallion, you know, at a a great age where he's looking fantastic, he's in good health, he's got, you know, beautiful muscle coverage, you know, a healthy body condition, a beautiful, you know, shining, you know, full-of-life coat, um, those images and that video content, they can be used, you know, many, many times over. But looking at the actual the touch point that you're using, so your ad campaign, for example, you might want in one of the major horse magazines, just making sure that you're giving that a refresh and not just kind of running the same old ad. You're actually presenting yourself in new ways and really putting thought into your advertising. And the great thing there is a lot of horse magazines, particularly in Australia, you know, they do offer those graphic design services. You don't have to, again, spend a lot of money, you know, to get an ad recreated and give it that refresh. And with your website, I make the point of mentioning the website here because sometimes I can come across studs who have quite old websites, you know, websites that really haven't been touched, you know, for maybe five or more years. And unfortunately, it's not really the best look when people are coming across your stallion, his website or your stud, you know, your complete website for the first time. It's not really going to make them feel that you're keeping it up to date and that you're really active in your promotion. People want to obviously, you know, get a great feeling from your website and your marketing material from the get-go to really know they're in good hands of someone who's professional, who's responsible, and who's obviously managing their business really well. Thanks, Sophie. Now, number eight, which is number three of the don'ts, don't ignore the influence of social media, which is also number eight of 10 tips to make a stallion or stud really shine. I know you've talked before about social media, the importance of social media. So why should a stud or a stallion owner not ignore the influence of social media? Mm. So, in addition to your website, customers expect most businesses, including studs and stallion owners, to also have a presence on social media sites such as Facebook. Regular posts, particularly those that include images and videos, are a fun and simple way to showcase your stallion and stud and also to respond to customer inquiries. So, social media is not just a really great way to promote your stallion or your horses or your breeding facilities using images and video, but also a really great way to obviously form relationships with new customers and be responsive to the messages and the comments and the inquiries that they might leave through social media websites. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Now, the next one is number four, number four of the don'ts, but number nine of the 10 tips to make your stallion or stud really shine is 
don't miss out on a mobile responsive website. Now, can you explain, you know, I'm sure that most people who've got a website understand about a mobile responsive website, but can you just briefly go over it again anyway? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So mobile responsive, I think is a term that most people are familiar with, but unfortunately sometimes they don't quite understand it in practice. So a mobile responsive website in a nutshell is a website that responds to the size of the screen which it's being displayed on. So this could be as big as a desktop or obviously as small as a mobile phone. Now, what essentially happens is a website that's been properly set up and designed to be mobile responsive will actually readjust itself. Now, this doesn't mean it simply shows the full website in the space of the screen, meaning you'll have to pinch and zoom to move in and out with your finger, but it actually means that it will reorganize the information that's displayed and prioritize the most important information so that everything is at a click of a button and really easy to read. So, I have mentioned this before in another podcast some time ago, but a little test that you can do to check if your website is mobile responsive if you're not sure is open your website on a browser on your desktop and then using your mouse, grab one of the corners. It could be a top corner or a bottom corner and then slowly drag it in to reduce the size of the browser in front of you. Now, a mobile responsive website, you'll actually see it moving and readjusting as you bring the screen size down. For other websites where they aren't mobile responsive, what will actually happen is you'll actually start to miss and some of the website will no longer be in view and it'll essentially cut the words off right in front of you. So that means that your website isn't mobile responsive and it's time for an update. Good, good. Not good that you need an update, but good that we've got the information (laughs) about it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So a mobile responsive website, it's really important that that people do have one. It's not only making sure that your website is mobile responsive because the way we are going with smartphones, Google and other major search engines are going to prioritize mobile responsive websites. So if your website is quite dated, it hasn't been changed for some, some years and it is no longer, uh, it's obviously not mobile responsive Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to rank as highly uh, organically or paid in major search engines like Google. But also, unfortunately, not only does your stud look out of date, but also out of touch with what customers expect. So as you can imagine, a lot of people, nine people out of 10 these days seem to have a smartphone. So if your website isn't mobile responsive, it's going to be a really frustrating experience if someone's trying to look at your stallion or look at your stud on a smartphone and it's not displaying properly. Mm, good, good. All right. Now the last one. We talked earlier on about developing the marketing plan and you talked a lot more in depth about that. But you've got don't leave marketing to the last minute. So if you've got a good plan in place, I suppose you wouldn't. But can you talk about that and what happens if you do leave your marketing to the last minute? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So as I mentioned before, a marketing plan and ideally what you want to look at is a marketing plan for at least 12 months. You know, time flies when it comes to business and we're all extremely busy day to day in our businesses. So that planning time is really crucial to keep you on track. So my real question to those who are listening is, As we are obviously now on the cusp of breeding season, being the 1st of September, it's all well and truly kicking into gear. And it's a very exciting time we're falling down as well on the horizon. So are you considering running a print ad or even attending something like a breed show next month? If you are, you've already left it a little bit too late to do your marketing. 
Advertising should allow enough time for your stallion to be seen several months before attending a show or doing any form of promotion ahead of breeding season. You really want to make sure that for your stallion and for your stud and also for those people with other horses, mares and progeny included, if you are wanting to get them out there and really showcase them to your ideal customers, you really want to allow time to do that. Leaving marketing to the last minute unfortunately leaves us in the tricky situation of not really getting the results that we think are possible and ultimately we're not going to get the sales that we need for our business to truly thrive. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. Okay. Now, so if you normally we sum up, what I'd like to do now is change it around because I'd like to leave on a positive note and mm-hmm. make it so we do the five don'ts first and sum them up mm-hmm. and then we'll sum up with the five do's. Is that okay? Yeah, it sounds like a very good plan. <laughs> so to recap to all those who are listening, all those stallion bear and stud owners, along with any other equine business owner who's looking for some great tips and some really helpful marketing advice to do the right things for their business. So five don'ts, specifically looking at breeding season and the purpose of breeding horses. Number one of the don't list is don't rely on breeding season alone. You really want to make sure that your stallion and your stud are getting exposure all year round. Number two is don't avoid updating your advertisements. So if if your advertisements are looking a bit dated and are in need of a refresh, get in touch with the magazines that you're running them in and get them to do some new design work. You can use images and video that you have previously created if they're good quality, but really make sure that you're always presenting your stallion and your stud in the best way possible, and that might include just refreshing the design. Number three is don't ignore the influence of social media. So not only having a website, but also being active on social media sites is really one of the expectations of today's consumer. And that includes mare owners and people who are looking to potentially partner their horse with your horses. So regular posts are really critical and ones that include images and video. And that's where you can use some of that content that you've already created as well. Number four is don't miss out on a mobile responsive website. If you think a mobile responsive website isn't important, unfortunately, you're sorely mistaken. A mobile responsive website is 100% critical in today's age of marketing and simply doing business. And number five is don't leave marketing to the last minute. If we rely only on breeding season, we miss a really lengthy decision-making process that people have already gone through when they're choosing that perfect partnership of selling and there. Okay, thanks, Sophie. And now so we can leave on a good note, can you talk to us about the five do's that we need to make a stallion or stud really shine? Mm -hmm. So number one on the do list, number one is use only high-resolution images and video. Now, that might be a little bit scary at first, thinking about the investment that may be required to engage a professional photographer or videographer. That being said, if you do have the know-how and the equipment in-house, definitely by all means use those facilities. But it's really important to get good quality, high-resolution, sharp, in-focus images and video that really show your horse in good health. They're so critical. Number two, an up-to-date website is a must. 
So your website is the virtual front door to your stud. So making sure it's not only well-designed and user-friendly, but also kept up to date. So anyone looking at your stud or looking at your stallion, particularly for the first time, they can find accurate and informative information that's recent. That's really critical. Number three is keep your customers informed and engaged. So customer service should really begin from the first time a new customer speaks with you. Now, this means thinking about your customer and putting yourself in their shoes. So newsletters, phone calls, and regular updates, particularly if you're managing their horses on your property, is really crucial, obviously, to make them feel at ease and knowing they're in good hands. Number four is promote your point of difference. And this applies to any type of equine business. And you might not think it necessarily relates to a stud, but having a point of difference is really important to differentiate yourself from your competition because competition is really rife when it comes to horse breeding. So not only looking at the quality of your horses and, for example, how your stallion is unique in the marketplace, but also about what makes your stud unique. So that could be everything from offering discounts to having staff who are trained on site to having technology that looks after the safety and well-being of mares, foals, stallions and any other horses coming onto your property. And number five is develop a marketing plan. So all good things begin with a plan and having a plan in place for your marketing is so critical to make sure that you're not only are promoting your stallion and your stud during breeding season, but throughout all the other months of the year to make sure that when people make the decision of what stallion they're going to choose, you have the best chance of them choosing yours. Okay, that's perfect. Sophie, now you did talk earlier about equestrian marketing made simple, which is uh, one of your blogs on your website, which is archercreative.net. Is that right? That's right, archercreative.net.au. Mm-hmm. You can also search for Archer Creative in Google as well. So yep. Equestrian Marketing Made Simple is a four-part series and you'll find it a few pages into the blog. So just jump onto archercreative.net.au, jump over to the blog page and have a scroll through and you'll find a ton of articles, including the four-part series, Equestrian Marketing Made Simple. Perfect. And on that website, they'll find contact details if they need to get in contact with you as well to ask you about your equestrian marketing. Yep, yep, definitely. There is a subscribe button in the footer of the website. So if you would like to join our newsletter and receive articles and these podcasts uh, without having to go searching for them, please do. You can sign up there. And my phone number and details are on there as well. If you have any questions about marketing, always happy to offer a no-obligation chat for free to talk through and give you some advice. Okay, great, Sophie. And we look forward to talking to you again next month with some other great tips. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you so much, Glennis. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 